This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tool. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series where we look at, react to the latest, latest, not last, last, the last news on earth of Arsenal. One day, maybe. But the latest Arsenal news, of course, and matches, transfer reactions, everything. And get your thoughts, most importantly, in our chat box too. So without further ado, let's kick on with what is some interesting and worrying news. Now, I'm sure you are all aware by now, of course, that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was missing from the starting eleven in yesterday's victory. Let's just say that word again, victory over Spurs in the North London derby. Uh, And this was down to, as Mikel Arteta put it, as disciplinary reasons. Now, since that point, of course, we found out that it was because he was late to turning up for the meeting point of the game at the Emirates because of um, the situation. The pandemic players need to make their own way to the ground of the home games because of the all the restrictions and everything else and trying to make things as, as friendly as possible. For away trips, it's obviously different. Um, but for the home trips, they have to make their own way. And Aubameyang, for not the first time since arriving at the club, was late for the meeting point, which I am not sure in this sense I don't know if he was late to meet up this season specifically or this has been something throughout his career. That has not yet been made clear. But what has been made clear is that this is not a first offence scenario. And Arteta effectively took it as, no, this is the final straw. This is the last time I'm going to stand for this. I'm going to do something about it and set a precedent for it. And he did that by, of course, omitting him from the starting eleven, of which he was most likely expected to start the game. He didn't even come on as a substitute partway through the game. Now, more information has since surfaced and information that's kind of trickled through down my ends is that how late he was was a significant enough period for Arteta to take that into account. Um, More than just the fact that he had done it more than once and on, of course, it being the day of the North London derby. The reasoning behind him being late 
it's quite a simple one. It was because of London traffic, which for a lot of people I know, and you listening may have experienced this, can be pretty horrific, whether you're taking public transport or, or even in actual the roads itself. London can be an exceptionally difficult place to get around. But the problem is with this is that there is not really too much sympathy for someone that knows that they've got to be at the place at a certain time, that can check the traffic updates, and that was the only one in the squad who did turn up late to the game. That is the issue with this, is that there are other players that are able to get to the ground that probably live further away to the ground than Aubameyang does, who has an exceptionally fast car, we should add. I know that's not doesn't affect things in any way because of speed limits, but the fact that you're driving around London in a very bright Ferrari means you can't really get away with too much, so much so that, of course, good friend of the show, uh, Gunner Blog, James McNicholas of Ars Blog, even spotted Aubameyang driving to the ground. Now, the point of this show is, of course, to talk about the information, get my thoughts and feelings on Arteta's decision to drop him, and, of course, get your thoughts in the chat box, and we'll have a little bit of a discussion and debate around this topic, too. Before we th kick things off, though, JD Davidson, thank you ever so much for joining up as a member, absolute legend. You've joined the TGT gang. You can get involved with our Discord server, and I'll make sure to post a new link in the community tab of the YouTube homepage straight after today's show. So... Let's talk about what we've got now going forwards with this. And the, the first kind of point, and what I want you to tell me, is I want you to talk about how you feel Arteta has handled this situation. Because Arteta has been criticised for his lack of handling or his miss kind of, the lack of consistency, I suppose, of some other incidents within the Arsenal squad. So how do you personally feel and how did you feel at the time prior to, of course, us winning the game about Arteta making that decision to drop Aubameyang? My view is very simple and I think that he's done the right thing here. Arteta has to set a precedent throughout the club for these types of incidents. There is no way to recover, say, a situation where maybe there was a lack of consistency by then becoming consistent or by making sure this happens on a regular occasion. And he is starting to do that, and we're seeing that more often as well. There is no excuses for a player to turn up to a game late when everyone else in the squad has managed to do it, especially as your club captain. And adding to that the fact that, of course, this is the North London derby, the most important game on our calendar and arguably players should try to turn up early in preparation you should be ready and raring to go and he clearly was not in this situation now the reasons as to why he was late or why he left the house late or any reason like that that was affected unaffected by of course just the the boring reason of traffic is as of yet unknown maybe there's more things that will come out from this but as of yet that is not the situation that we are aware of. Any information floating about around on unofficial sources can tell you it is not the case. There is no further explanation right now as to, as to why he was so late beyond just there being bad traffic in London. He had to have left late. He had to be in more than that because, as we've already said, there were other players that managed to get there on time and absolutely fine. So let's get your thoughts on this in the chat box. Omar says, I was surprised at first, but once I knew the reason, Arteta was right. The players will take the mick out of him. I'm going to use the, the word mick here. Uh, if he doesn't show his authority. Um, it's so well said, uh, if Alba gets away with it, then he sets a bad precedent. Daniel Roberts says the captain of this football club should be the first one in at training and the first one at meetings, etc., and the last one to leave. Give it to Kieran. 
Dan says. Joseph Maseko says, if it was a repeated instance, MA needed to do it. So credit there. Dave Lennon says, Arteta handled this perfectly, in my view. No one is above the law. The manager and the captain has to set the tone and narrative. Also, Abamian could and should have been dropped for tactical reasons. Now, we are going to discuss this a little bit later on this evening as we do the podcast. All of our TGT podcasts are done the day after the weekend league game. I'm going to be joined by Raf, Andrew, and Johnny at 8.30 UK time. So make sure you tune us in and make sure you drop a like on today's video, of course, as well. Um, continuing on, let's get the thoughts of our brand new member, JD. I just saw him in the chat. Here we go. JD Davidson says, Arteta described the need to change the culture when he arrived. His decision is consistent. And this is actually a point, JD, that I wanted to pick up on. The fact of this word consistency and the other word being the culture. Arteta turned up at the club and spoke specifically about changing the culture of the team. It's going to be done through trial and error. Things are going to need to be tested. And that's maybe why there was a lack of consistency at the start. But now things are different. We're over a year into the job. We're one summer window into the job and things need to start changing ahead of next season, which is going to be incredibly important next season to progress upon what's already being done already consistently. And that is what is very important. Matt G says, completely support Arteta with this. I would have kept it quiet before the game. So this is the next point that I want to come on to, is how you personally feel about Arteta saying this in, obviously, the interview and being very open to the media and, of course, us as fans, about it being a disciplinary problem that was the issue. Now, what you should realize from that is that nine times, 99 times out of 100, these things come out because people within the club leak things. There are people that are well connected to the club that find things out. And the media obviously gets hold of that. And some very connected sources do publish this information, as we saw very, very soon after the Athletic were tweeting out exclusively the information that you heard straight after and during the game about the reasons as to why. But was Arteta right to say this in in the pre-match interview? In my view, the answer is yes. I, I like clarity from the manager. I like understanding things. Saying it was a disciplinary problem, I think for me, is okay. If he went into kind of the finer details of it, then you're going too far. But just laying it out there as just the the, the standard reason, like there's reasons why people are in the squad, rotation, uh, injury, and disciplinary problems. And I think that naming one of those three reasons is absolutely fine. Because how many times have people criticized Arteta for quote-unquote lying about certain players, about why they're not playing, about why other players are playing, claiming we're being lied to, etc., etc. And yet as soon as Arteta comes out and speaks the truth about the reason as to why he's not dropped or has dropped a player in this instance, now all of a sudden he should have kept it under wraps. I understand you need to find a balance in some scenarios, but I think there's absolutely no problem. I, I like the transparency. I like the the honesty. Not going too far. There's a way of being honest without being too honest. And I think he achieved that in this situation. Uh, Matt says, I love the fact he's open with the fans and the press. I would have tried to keep it internal before the game so it wasn't a distraction for 
the players. And of course, we don't know either about what happened between the players, whether they knew, because what he says in the pre-match interview isn't heard by the players. They're out doing their warm-ups, they go straight into the dressing room, and then they go out to play. And they probably don't even see the pre-match interviews until after the actual game has finished. So I don't think that would have necessarily been a problem. Unique 79, thank you so much for the donation, mate. Always fantastic to see people supporting the channel, especially with some of the positive news that's coming up very soon. We are weeks away from the rebrand and it is looking fresh and i've also got a little bit of a surprise for members i'm hoping is going to be ready by this evening's podcast there's a little bit of a tease i'm not making any promises just in case it doesn't come through but i'm just teasing there might be something for this evening's podcast that people are going to be excited to be able to see um but unique says tom the question is does arteta have 100 respect for his players compared to if Ancelotti, Guardiola, etc., were managers at Arsenal. Of course, the best way to know about that is, is then to think about times that Ancelotti or Guardiola have openly talked about their players. Guardiola has definitely openly talked about players in the past. We've seen that happen. He's openly criticised you know, his players, their performances. Frustration sometimes takes hold. And I can imagine for Arteta, imagine you're the coach of Arsenal and you're, you've got that same attachment. Arteta, as a former player, may not have the same attachment and love as you have as a fan but understands the importance of the North London derby. Imagine you as coach, your club captain turns up late for the most important game of the season. I think that respect is a two-way street, and it was incredibly disrespectful in my view for Aubameyang to turn up late in this moment. Now, this isn't for me. I don't want to cut this to come across as like me sitting here and bashing Aubameyang. It's not about that. It's about being level-headed and being critical of the right moments. I feel it was disrespectful and it undermined the manager's position as club captain to do that. I hope that Aubameyang learns from this, turns things around, gets back into the team and starts absolutely smashing it. I don't want him sacked. I don't want him sold. I want him to get back into the team and turn things around most importantly. that That is the key thing with this, is that people need to be given a route back, not being kind of, unless obviously they, they don't apologise or they're not remorseful for it. If Aubameyang... Is, is angry about this and takes that out on the manager or, or refuses to, to apologise for this or doesn't own up to his mistake, then sure, he can stay on the sidelines until he wants to change his mind. We've seen it with the likes of Genduzzi. They're not willing to be remorseful. They're not willing to apologise. And you can stay on the sidelines for as long as it takes for you to realise your mistakes. And I think the same thing goes for Aubameyang here. I don't think that will be the same case as Genduzi. I'm sure, as we've seen with the likes of Willian and we've seen with Granit Xhaka, those players behind the scenes have apologised for their wrongdoings and they've been integrated back into the team relatively quickly. If, if Aubameyang does the same, I'm sure it will be the same case over again. Um, Sam says, does Aubameyang have to play on Thursday for the press not to blow this out of proportion? Sam, I wouldn't have even started Aubameyang on Thursday. We'll talk about this, of course, on the preview show on Wednesday with some of the members. And members, if you're an expert member or a TGT ambassador in our Discord server, you can put your name forward to join us for our preview shows, which will be on Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. UK time. So make sure uh, if you want to be involved with that and you are a member of that level, make sure you throw it into the Discord server channel and you can. Um, but I'm not sure if, Sam, I'm not sure if it will be a case of the press blowing out of proportion. I'm not sure if that will really come into the thought of, of Thursday. If he doesn't play against maybe West Ham, 
there's more to question. But Lacazette had a decent performance, besides, obviously, the, the mistakes that he made. But obviously, in terms of the mistakes, the chances that he missed, I thought he linked up play really well. I thought he dropped in deep. I thought he really got his passing up to the right standard. It was just his finishing in the game that let him down. But obviously, taking the penalty does recoup a lot of that uh, downfall. So whether he even starts against West Ham next weekend in the Premier League. But I would personally be starting Lacazette again on Thursday against Olympiacos. I want to see Martinelli being given minutes. But as I say, we'll talk about that a lot more on Wednesday. Um, Yo-Yo says, lateness is a sign of disrespect, but there wasn't a need to make a public show of this. The teammates' opinion matters most, not the fans or the media. Now, I do want to address this because I do think, and I'm not just picking on this Yo-Yo because it's you or because it was anyone else. But I do think that what we are seeing is that there is a level of skew, bias. There are elements of the fan base that, of course, would not want Arteta to continue and feel like he should be moved on, sacked, replaced, whatever you want to call it. And I feel that that portion of the fan base has very much taken this route as another stick to beat Arteta with. And I, I genuinely believe this. It's, I see it as a way that they've seen it to go, he should have kept it private. It's disrespectful to, to Aubameyang to make it public. No, I'm sorry, but I don't buy that route. And I think there is a genuine amount of bias to go down that route of criticising Arteta for this decision, which in my view is a good thing. It's the changing the culture of the club and it's being open and transparent with the fans that that is taking place and that is what we're trying to achieve. Dan Roberts says, I think making it public was a good thing. I like the fact I know my manager is ruthless and that's and that he is the boss. Um, Ami says, what do we think about Erdogan permanent transfer rumours? We're going to talk about that on another show, Ami, so make sure you tune in for that when we do discuss it. Mr. Joe Kerr says, Arteta is the manager and this is his arsenal now. All young managers need to deal with players overflexing their boundaries, I think you meant to say there. Glenn says, apparently the players supported his decision to bench Abamyang, as was reported by The Athletic. Indeed, they did, which was really good to see. Steve Stone says, Arteta has drawn a line under it and said so publicly. He also stated he had plans for him on Thursday. Interesting to hear, and thank you so much, Steve, for bringing that forward. So if he has plans for him on Thursday, great. Getting back into the team, getting playing, that's fine by me, if, as long as he deserves to come back in. Uh, P. Trim says, uh, Tom, as far as the manager is concerned, it's done. So Thursday, he starts. Akene says, Tom, most Arteta haters have said he is showing favoritism. Don't you think he is used uh, to this, who used this to prove them wrong and made a statement? I don't I don't think it's a case, Akene, of, you know, that old analogy of when there's a new boss, fire someone to make them, you know, you know the analogy by now. Um hire someone just to fire them was, was the old trick. Um, I don't think it's a case of him being made an example because there's been plenty of players already like Genduzi, arguably Saliba as well, that have been made examples in a way and have been told that if you're not willing to follow the route and the direction of the principles of this manager, you're not going to play and you need to work your way back into the team in the right way. So I don't think it's a case of being made an example. I think personally that he's crossed the line. He's broken the whatever outlines and guidelines Arteta's put out there. And he's just moved on from it in that way. Finally, to finish off the show, I want to get your thoughts and comments in regards to how you personally would look at Aubameyang being integrated back into the team. Would you play him on Thursday? Would you integrate him slowly? Or do you think this is something that needs to maybe rumble on for a couple of weeks, make him realise he can't do this, and then bring him back in a couple of weeks' time after he's learned his lesson? That's what I want to know from you guys in the chat. We'll read through a couple more comments and then 
We'll wrap things up ahead of this evening's podcast at 8.30 p.m. I'll be joined by Drew, Raf, and Johnny. 8.30 p.m. UK time, so that is in just over three hours' time. Make sure you tune in. There's lots of Arsenal content for you this evening, as always. Same old Arsenal at 7 o'clock, Highbury Squad at 8 o'clock, ourselves at 8.30, and the Gooners pods maybe at 10. It usually is on a Monday. If it's not, Mike's being lazy, and you can go out and tell him he's being lazy. But that should be the case, as it usually is. Matt Alexander says, love what Arteta did. Think he will gain more respect from the whole situation. Dave says, I think Aubameyang is benched for Thursday. Dan Roberts says, I would play him against West Ham. John says that he should start on Thursday. Doug uh, says, more concerned about Saka's injury than this whole situation. We haven't heard too much about that yet, so fingers crossed he is okay. But he is our only injury in the squad right now, which is a positive thing in itself. Archie says, starting Thursday to prove it's done, like Arteta said. We do not want this dragging on. He is our best player and captain. Uh, Yo-Yo says, I didn't feel it's disrespectful by by Arteta. I just feel like you can keep things in-house. Ozil was miraculously injured for the last home derby win, despite having been fit, allegedly. Uh, Sam Trester says, no, play him on Thursday, whether that be to start him or give him 30 minutes. The only sure way to put it behind everyone and move on. Uh, Vinny says, play him Thursday. He's been punished and made an example of, so move on. Hopefully, it gives him a kick up. The arse. Uh, but you've been very scientifically specific. <laughs> Fair, enough, right? Fair enough. And finally, our brand new member, JD Davidson, says play him when he's convinced the manager should be the case by should be case by case, depending on the player and their attitude. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that concludes today's show. As I said, we're going to be back in three hours' time. I'll be joined by three of our fantastic regulars, Raf, Drew, and Johnny, to discuss this and, of course, more fallout from the North London derby. Look ahead to what this means for the context of the season. And final thing as well, just half an hour ago, I released a new article talking about five possible Partey partners Arsenal could look to sign in the summer. There's some interesting names in there. It's the pinned tweet on at the Guna Talk TV. Make sure you go and follow us on Twitter and myself at Tom Canton Media. As I say, I'll be back at 8.30. Drop a like on the video. I'll see you again very, very soon. It's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered. I fans.